Chasing Lights Were you ever out in the great alone? When the moon was awful clear and the icy mountains hemmed you in with a silence you most could hear? with only the howl of a timber wolf and you camped there in the cold, half-dead thing in a stark dead world clean mad for the muck called gold. While high overhead, green, yellow, and red, the north lights swept in bars. Then you've hunch what the music meant, hunger and night and the stars. That was an excerpt from a poem written by Robert Service in 1907, The Shooting of Dan McGrew. And I think it really captures something special about what the northern lights are like when you're in Alaska. They shine frequently there. More than 100 nights a year, they wave across the sky, except uh, when clouds or midnight sunshine get in the way. And most people know that the lights are actually just electrons thrown off by the sun that light up the atmosphere on contact and are therefore harmless and completely normal. Still, when the curtains of light sweep and wave silently across the dome of the sky, it's hard not to look, to gasp, to wonder. It happens all the time. You know, it doesn't require any special effort or special effects. It, it just happens quietly. It overwhelms the sky before anyone realizes it's there. It's so spectacular, so frightening, and so not a big deal. The northern lights are just there. But something that big and that weird can't help but change things. I know it changed me to grow up under the lights. And when I meet people for the first time, when there's that awkward question of, where are you from, comes up. I fortunately have a fail-safe answer. I grew up in Alaska. In an instant, the conversation wakes up. No longer desperate for conversation starters, everyone is now able to imagine tundra, mountains, dog sleds, half-forgotten memories of Robert Service poetry, Jack London's Call of the Wild, or the television series The Deadliest Catch crowds their senses. Here's someone who was actually there. What was it like to grow up? Is it really that dark in the winter? Did you ever see a polar bear? Oh, the questions just keep coming at a regular pace. For every question I've been asked, I've fortunately had at least one story. There are so many good ones to choose from, as life growing up under the lights is different. I looked forward to telling the stories and to watching the reactions. I liked being the most interesting guy in the room, at least for a moment. But over time, the stories changed. I repeated them so many times that like a stand-up comedian on tour, I began to adjust, tweak, expand, and edit. I crafted them to maximize the entertainment value, to get a laugh, or to make myself look good. There's nothing wrong with that, I suppose, and most people perfect their own life stories over time, but I started to realize that they no longer described the past as accurately 
or as simply as I would like. All that emphasis on entertainment de-emphasized the soul of what was happening. I got tired of the routine. And then I started to find ways to avoid telling people where I was from. Still, they are good stories. A friend suggested I write down a few, and my first reaction was, well, that's nice, but I, I don't think so. After all, who wants to dive into the various bits of the past? Who wants to read them? Why should I write down stories that I'm tired of telling? My friend knew what he was doing, though. I was facing a profound depression as my life was falling apart. It was difficult to feel good about anything, much less my childhood. I was skeptical, but started to write anyway. And perhaps I would exercise a demon or two. Maybe. Who knows? The thing was, I didn't find any demons. From the beginning, I tried to write down the story as accurately as I could. I questioned, oh, did that really happen? Is there another way to see that? What is it? What's missing? Well, a lot is missing. I, I was growing up at the time, so not only was my point of view impossibly biased, but there are plenty of holes in the record. This story is therefore a subjective and selective one, but also as truthful and as clear as I could make it. And by doing that, the story became interesting again. Imagine the size of the entire sky from horizon to horizon. The Northern Lights make it impossible to ignore the ridiculously large size of the sky. The realization is the point. Under a sky of lights, the massive expanse just overwhelms you. Photographs can't catch it. You have to be there to take in the size. The lights declare themselves, look at me, understand how small you are. Your problems, your victories, and your fears mean almost nothing. I'm not eternal, but I will burn for 10 billion years while you will burn for an instant. Your spark is short and very, very small. The world, the universe, it appears so very large. With only an instant to see, the light is so bright, the dark is so rich, and depression seems pointless. The lights are clear about what we should do. Accept smallness as a fact, and let go of small fictions. So I wrote a book about my childhood. The story I tell here is as honest as I could make it. I'm certain it can be improved, but this is where it is right now. Thank you for listening. <laughs>